Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! Welcome to this week's version of Claws to the Walls. I am your host, Roderick Jackson, and I'm here with Caleb Wellborn, Jerry Castro, and Hunter Mancuso. Before we get into this episode today, I just want to th- thank you all for being here this morning, you know, and joining me on this podcast to make sure we have a really good one today. And with that, we're going to start off with some NBA talk. We're going to talk about the current standings in the NBA. Currently in the Eastern Conference, number one is the Boston Celtics, number two, the Cleveland Cavaliers, number three, Milwaukee. Number four, the New York Knicks. Number five, Miami. Number six, Philly. Number seven, the Pacers. Number eight, Orlando Magic. The ninth seed is the Chicago Bulls. And tenth is Atlanta Hawks. So are there any surprises there? Anything special to look at? I mean, the thing I'm looking at is five through eight, It they're, they're all the same record. And Orlando's only behind half a game. And they're the eighth seed. And so, like, I, that's just wild to me. Because you, you never see the Eastern Conference this competitive. So that's just crazy. Like you didn't think the sixes were gonna be this low, or the paces are gonna be this high. So I, that's my takeaway. Yeah, it's pretty competitive. I I agree. I mean, you look at some of these teams and it's like wow. I mean, obviously the Celtics are running the conference right now with a seventy nine percent win percentage. But like you said, I mean, two through eight are just pretty much right there neck and neck. I mean, there's hardly a game difference in between all of them. And it's, it's pretty competitive. You know, usually you see that in the West. You hardly see that in the East. Yeah. Even to the point where even 11 through 15, minus the Wizards and Pistons, of course, even 11, 12, and 13, you know, they still have some type of competitivity here for the eighth and ninth spot. So, you know, it's a lot of competitiveness here in this Eastern Conference. Um, for the West, however, we have the Thunder running their side of the, of the table with number one. And then they have... Who they have at number two, I believe. ESPN has the Timberwolves at one, and yeah, then the Thunder at two. Oh, yeah. see, that yeah. changed. That changed on me. Yeah, got a point five game over the Thunder. The Timberwolves do. Man, that's tough. Bro, how about that? How about that? That Clippers lost last night, bro. I mean, the, the LeBron scored nineteen in the fourth quarter, and the Clippers only scored sixteen. It was a like a twenty point comeback win, I believe. LeBron is LeBron. He, he, so. He's the GOAT, so what can I say? Yeah, he's that's just wild. Do, doing GOAT things at 40 years old. Yeah, and the Lakers also trying to s- play for, like, the 7th and 8th seed or to be out of the play-in to be general. So that was a huge win for the Lakers. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about LeBron, how he's his longevity here being at year 21, it's pretty, uh, pretty special to see such a comeback, especially draining five threes on the night. You know, he really led that charge um, against against that team. He led the charge, got a dub against the Clippers, which is pretty much a hometown rivalry. So I think that yeah, was that special. Was However, the Clippers are still the fourth seed. And, you know, it's kind of the Lakers are at ninth. And so it's kind of how do you, even though they got this dub, are the Lakers still a playoff team? Do you believe that they're still able to pull something out here and possibly 
make a win out of it, you know? Make I mean, they did it last year, right? They got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals against the against the Nuggets, and, of course, they didn't do so hot in, in that series. But, like, they were able to put it together last year, and I think they could do it again this year, even with the older LeBron. And, but they have a, a more more cohesive roster. Um, they've been playing together a little bit longer now than, you know, at the trade deadline, you know, last year. I think if they were able to put together last year, you know, after the trade deadline, and then make it all the way to Easter Conference, I think they could probably go on a run again. Because who who's down them? And with the weaker Nuggets team, and Jokic isn't, you know, playing playing like he was last year. I think it's I think it's possible to to, to get through that. You know, I, I don't know. It's this is a very tough Western Conference. Like, let's just say like the the, the playoffs started right now, one through eight. You can see either team winning. From like I was, I was about to say the series. same thing. I mean, one through eight is Minnesota, Oklahoma City, which Shea and them have been cooking this season completely. Okay. You still have Denver there. Jokic's, Jokic's adaptability and versatility is just unmatched in the league. You still have the Clippers, which, by the way, is actually surprising to me because when you look at that team, there's a lot of age on that team. There's not a lot of young people on that team. So, I mean, that's a lot of veteran experience, but the fact that they're still keeping up with these younger guys is pretty commendable. You have the Phoenix Suns at five, which is not really a shocker considering the amount of scoring yep. and talent they have. Big three. And then you got the Pelicans, which are surprising me to be in the top eight at all. I didn't think Zion would come back and have such a decent season. B.I. is still holding down the reins of the team. You know, C.J. McCollum is still – He's still a decent point guard to be facilitating that team. So I think – and they have a lot of critical pieces on the uh, – like Herbert Jones. So I think that team has really surprised me at least. And then you have Dallas, Sacramento, L.A., and the Warriors all kind of in the same area, kind of fighting for, you know, maybe a shot in just a playoff spot rather than a play-in spot. Yeah, I feel like the Warriors sitting at number 10, they're 30 and 27. They're, they're obviously not the same Warriors are old. And – I think the big threes is low-key cooked. Like, Clay, Clay hasn't been, been the same. Clay's been getting benched. Yeah, he's been getting benched. He's been playing good off the bench, but, I mean, you wouldn't want to see. Of the year? Man, you think hey. the, I think the dynasty might be over, boys. I think it yeah. might be over. It's, it's about over. time. Yeah. It's time for the Draymond Bucks. Green just yeah. uh, can't keep his hands to himself. Guys. Um, yeah, Dame Dynasty. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it that. But to go off of the – go into something else real quick awards you know again we've been seeing a lot of great play a lot of players have been standing out not only who's standing out to y'all but who do y'all think are winning awards like who do you think is getting mvp Jokic got mvp this year no yeah. absolutely not it's Giannis. yeah it's, it's, it's between them two for sure really Jokic, i think it's i think Shea. it's luka i think it's shay i think, we I think it's between shay, shay luka and Giannis, but i don't I think believe Jokic should be in the discussion at all it's close I, ways. I believe shay is going to get MVP for two reasons. For one, I believe they're going to give Shea the MVP due to his age and the fact that he's leading such a young squad to this top spot in a conference. And then on top of that, he is averaging 30. He only he drops 31 points every single he, night. He averages 30. He's shooting over 50% from the field average. He's averages about 2.9 steals. He's averaging at least eight of seven, eight assists. I mean, come on. And then again, they like to call this guy a ball hog, but obviously, as we see, he's an efficient ball hog. He's like, I think there's a comparison actually that was just posted by Bleacher Report that this is similar. His numbers are similar to the 78, 70, you know, the 78 uh, Jordan MVP. So it's kind of like 
man, dude. Like four points. Uh, this, but I mean, he's it's only like two point difference and then like a one steal difference. You know, like it's it's pretty crazy to see someone putting up stats like that and not say that they're the MVP. You know, I'll say that they yeah. can't be in the MVP I mean, discussion. Yeah, but they're definitely in the discussion. Yeah. However, Lucas Lucas putting up like thirty four. Yeah, he's averaging thirty four, eight and nine. And then Giannis is also averaging thirty one with uh with with Shy. So. Yeah, I think it's close, but I don't think Jokic should be in it because he's he's only averaging like twenty six and like twenty six eleven and like nine or. I something. mean that's still impressive though. Not what Vegas says right now. Vegas has Jokic as the current MVP favorite at minus uh, one forty. It's got Shea at plus two twenty. It's got Luca over Giannis at plus four fifty. Yeah, Lu- Luca's been balling. Yeah, and it's got Giannis at plus eighteen hundred for yeah, MVP right now. Yeah, you're just biased because you're a Bucks fan. Oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'm even biased, bro. I think Giannis, Giannis Shea, is not MVP. Yeah. And, and Giannis. I'm gonna be I very. Not MVP. I'm gonna the be Bucks quite have honest. A negative nine net rating when Giannis is not on the floor. Okay, but imagine Luca's though. And not to That's mention, and not to mention, Giannis. We we could look back even at Giannis's past MVPs. His first one was deserved. He took the very far, you know, got a ring. That was amazing. The second one though, the se- that second MVP. Deserve. You you believe he deserved that second MVP? I think that was his recency bias. No, he's just big. He's just big. It okay, plays. So then, so is Jokic. And that's why Jokic is number one. <laughs> See, that doesn't make no sense. Yes, it does because think about their productivity. And Giannis is averaging more points. And There's a slightly point difference. Uh, Jokic gets slight. more assists. It's more assists. versus thirty-one. Giannis points per gets. Game. Or, or, Jokic gets more assists. Jokic can drop eleven points. He gets more boards. If Giannis he gets more drop boards. Thirty points a game. He gets more his, blocks. Even if Giannis drops thirty points a game, his team still loses. That's not. So maybe points aren't the whole story. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there's more to basketball than just points, man. I mean, I'm gonna say if that's out- the case, then people like Dame should have been had a ring. Carmelo like, could have had a ring. You have Jokic averaging nine point three assists a game. That's a, for a big man. I mean, for a big man. Yeah, we're familiar with his. Giannis game. ain't doing that. Yeah, he's averaging six. Oh, I mean, six that, three. That's a big day. That's a big dip. But it's just a difference because oh, Jokic actually six. has passing IQ, like. He will find a, so a random cut. Have you not seen no, no not not like no. Jokic though. Jokic is like magic. Giannis will get like like I'll, I'll give it to you. He has some pretty good passing IQ, but it's not n- nowhere near Jokic's level. He's a better scorer. He's a better defender. A better scorer. Jokic is, Jokic is a better scorer is pushing it. Jokic is yeah. A Giannis still can't really floor. shoot threes, Giannis but Jokic can. Giannis has is a better wing defender and a better open so, court defender. So so let me let me ask you a Jokic's. question. Let me ask you a question. And then. that's why he's the MVP. So let me ask Jokic. you a question. Do you believe that Giannis is a better scorer just because he purely has points, or do you believe he's a better scorer because he can do more than Jokic? He's mm. way more in his bag, bro. Really? I, I don't I don't agree with that. So at all. you believe he, he's that way better in the so he's shooting, Giannis is he's a better sh- shooter than Jokic? Yes, he's shooting over sixty percent from the field this season. Mm-hmm. He's way better from the mid range. Jokic, Jokic is all, all Jokic got is is uh, the paint. He can't shoot at all. Jokic can't shoot threes. Nah, bro. He can't no. shoot threes. I, I don't think he watched a, a game yeah, of Jokic before, man. Jokic. Have, that that dude's something else. So then, honestly, shooting threes too, bro. He's shooting like thirty eight percent. DPOY, who we think's playing standout on defense. There's a lot of standouts on defense this year, by the way. Defense is. Surprisingly, a little stronger than it has been in the past, you know, than we've seen in recent. So, yeah. you know, you got people like Mikael Bridges, you got people like Bam Adebayo, you obviously still have Giannis, still have Jokic. So, who do y'all think's hey, really? You're forgetting one name. That's Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. He's Rudy Gobert. I, even Wemby's still. Oh, yeah, even Wemby's in that I'll conversation. Get on that, but Rudy Gobert, he just flipped the switch from last season. 
obviously, whenever you see that first trade package for Rudy Gobert, five first-round picks, and a barrage of players, you're like, what are the Timberwolves doing? And so you look at his play this season, you're like, okay, now I see why they traded all that, which you can still debate if that was a justifiable trade, but now the way Gobert's been playing, he's been playing like like an all-time great defense. Yeah. Vegas agrees. They got him at, at minus 800 to win the deep boy this year. They got Wimby at second at plus 1,200, and then Jared Allen at plus 2,000 for the third spot this yeah, year. Yeah, so Gobert's been playing really good defense, but I, I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm not going to get too much on Wemby. But <laughs> this dude, he's averaging 3.3 blocks per game and averaging about a steal a game, too. That's, that's a rookie. He hasn't even played a full season yet, and he's in the race for DPOY. So that's just insane. Different teams game plan around his defense. Like you don't see many teams crashing the paint as much as like other teams you would see. So. Yeah, that's that's true. And I like to say I he just found out he already hit a thousand point mark here in his rookie season again. So Wimby is definitely he's definitely changing the game. He's definitely I think I saw a clip of him. He uh he did a tween tween. Threw up a three and didn't even he didn't even look he didn't even look at it he, he did just like, started he running did, yeah he did he a ran curry back look away. he ran back and he made it so Wemby's definitely not only on the offensive end he's definitely a defensive stalwart too with those long arms rookie of the year I he's think a, that, I, that's, a think that's a lock. Yeah. that's a lock well the <laughs> Heat fan in me obviously wants Tommy Hawkins but who? I can't who hey don't disrespect Tommy Hawkins who's, like who's yeah who's the who? Bucks who's the Bucks rookie. Um, we got Ajax and Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly, buddy. My rookie is still third. He's still top three in the race. Yeah, but that's true. I will have to tip my hat to Chet and Wemby. There, they're just yeah. the things that they can do and their size. It's kind of hard for my guy to win there. Wemby's really having the same pace of a rookie season as like Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's having a LeBron rookie season. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Vegas got your yeah, rookie at fifty at plus fifty thousand odds. So. He, but he's third. He's still third. He's, he's four behind Brandon Miller as well. Brandon Miller passed yeah. him? He's got him at plus 1,500. No, no, Brandon Miller's Brandon playing Miller's ball. had a couple of good games. What? I want to say a couple. Like, it's past few weeks. Like, Jaime just dropped 30 on the Kings. That's what Vegas says. He just dropped 30 on the Kings. Oh, uh, no. Nah, me um, and Vegas got Points on everything, actually. <laughs> he also had six assists and three steals. Oh, Look, yeah. I'm, you didn't I'm, know about that, I'm, huh? How many Hawkins has been balling? Though. Thank you. Hooper. He's Nobody. for sure like the third Hooper. Did, did did Ajax make it to the dunk contest? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just saying. Who won the three-point contest? Dame. Oh. Wow. That, who I mean, who did, MVP? He, who did he go oh. against? <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton. He went against Trey Young and Cat. <laughs> you hey, really want to tell bro, me that Cat? Cat was shooting that shit, bro. Come on, bro. Cat. Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Cat. Come on, dude. But... Anyways, let's just a quick recap of last night's games. We had the Mavericks take down the Raptors, one thirty-six to one twenty-five. We had the Pacers beat the Pelicans, one twenty-three to one fourteen. We had the Bulls in double overtime, stomp the beat out the Cavs, one thirty-two wow. to one twenty-three. That's a surprising one. We had the Timberwolves beat out the Grizzlies, one ten to one hundred one. We had the Nuggets beat out the Kings, one seventeen to ninety-six. And again, with LeBron. Beating out the Clippers in a crazy fourth quarter situation, one sixteen to one twelve. Any surprises there? Any, you know? I would say the Bulls versus Cavs because the Ca- the Cavs are been playing phenomenal the Cavs are a great this team. Season. I will say Demar Derozan had thirty five points and ten boards that game, that so he definitely good. he definitely he carried a workload on that team. You know, 
Another surprise thing is that Kobe White actually didn't do that good in that game at all. Yeah, he, I mean he's been he's and been the thing and that surprised me because Kobe White's been he's been balling this season. He's Arguably most improved. He's he he yeah, he's in the most improved conversation. He's definitely been crazy. I mean, but in this game he had he only went he went five for twenty, only made two threes, shot twenty five percent. I mean, Kobe White was pretty much non-existent. It was really just Demar and Vucevic. I mean, Andre Drummond obviously had 26 boards, which is that's that's that's, a, that's as much help as it could possibly be with three blocks. So, but Kobe White, yeah, he was pretty much vanished. So, I mean, shout out to Demar Derozan. I mean, you know, to beat a Cleveland Cavaliers team that's has plenty of star power. You got Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, who's in the DPOY conversation, yeah. Evan Mobley, who's an outstanding rookie, and they're the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Exactly. Well. So that's that's. I mean, that's a Crazy knockoff to y'all, y'all saw that uh, half court buzzer beater. Oh, by Max against, against the, the Mavericks. Just saying, he learned that from Miami, but you know, oh, okay. not to okay, buddy. not to toot oh, the horn okay, a little bit. But to go into tonight's games, we have the Jazz versus the Magic at seven o'clock Eastern time. We have the Bucks versus the Hornets at seven p.m. Eastern time. We got the Knicks versus the Warriors at seven thirty Eastern time. The Hawks versus the Nets at seven thirty Eastern time. And then 8.30, we have the Spurs and the Thunder. 9 o'clock, we have the Suns and the Rockets. And then at 10 o'clock, we have a finals rematch of the Heat versus the Nuggets. And at 10.30, we have the Wizards and the Lakers. So any any games on here that y'all are maybe excited to look at or maybe possibly want to watch? I'm Nuggets, bro. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I these are honestly a really good slate of games. I, a good I, slate. It's a good slate. I'm personally tuning into Thunder and Spurs. Thunder and Spurs? Yes, just mean, purely no, no for the Wemby and Chet battle. Another oh, one? Yeah. I mean, last time they matched up, and we saw what happened. So, hey, Okay, obviously the Thunder won by a lot of points because, I mean, the Spurs are an awful team. But <laughs> Wemby clearly won that matchup, yeah, though. Wemby cooked Chet. That's not. Oh, yeah. he did not. He, he literally cooked him. Dude, he had one dunk on him. Please, it wasn't just one dunk. It was please. the entire game. He literally chose himself. Wemby, he chose to guard Chet. And Chet didn't even, like, guard Wemby half the time during that game. Well, I, mean, I think maybe Chess is doing what his coach told him to do. I, I mean, probably, yeah, he's just following but directions. You, you can see how personal Victor takes this matchup. It's like I mean, yeah, he's the only person on the team. He is, he's all he's got to do what he's got to do. I mean, at least with the Thunder, they have versatility, so Chet doesn't have to guard him. Yeah, and I think this Chet and Wemby rivalry will be like one of like the all time ones. No, it's gonna be iron sharpens iron here. They're definitely two two long powerhouses. Pretty much got the same exposure coming out of their respective fields. It's definitely going to be a rivalry that's going to transcend time. Yeah, and you rarely see rivalries too because, like, I mean, everyone's friendly now as opposed to, like, to the 90s and 80s. You had players who generally hated each other. Yeah. And so I'm not saying Chet and Wemby hate each other, but they definitely have that that uh, grind factor to be like, okay, yeah, I'm better than you. Yeah, that's that's true. So um, that's going to wrap up our NBA little talk. Let's switch on to the NFL. And our Hunter, I know Hunter's very excited for this. So just to start off, team grades got released. Excited. Team grades got released by the Crazy Players Association. Numbers. Apparently, the Commanders were named the worst team in the league to play for. That makes sense. And the Dolphins were named the best. Did the Commanders really surprise anybody, though? That, that ownership has been so bad for years. Dan Snyder's just treated that team like garbage now that he's finally gone give them some time and then i forget who bought the team but let let them cook let them cook in dc and then maybe the uh the uh commanders won't be this garbage i mean dude they got f minuses in like everything yeah, they, they had straight f they were dead last in everything 
Yeah, it's, Except it hurts. for ownership, which the Chiefs actually got that. Last yeah, that's game. what surprised Very me. Good. I saw yeah. the Chiefs with the F minus on ownership, and I was like, wow. Yeah, overall, Chiefs were 31st in the league. Yeah, the Chiefs weren't that good either. Uh-oh. They did pretty that's, bad. That's second to last. They were getting F, C pluses, Ds. The only thing they got above a B in was a head coach, and that was an A plus for Andy Reid. And this was all the NFL players like voting. Like this was straight yeah, out of like NFL players' mouths. So like, I, I it's not like no like. Uh, NFL beat writer kind of being like, oh, this is my opinion. Like, no, this is like firsthand experience. And some of the craziest things I think to look at was the treatment of families. Because I know Cincinnati was one of the worst ones in, in terms of treatment of families. And it's like, how can you be fine spending your time in a, in a team that treats your like families where you're putting all your time and money for a good like 75% of the year and then you just treat like garbage, bro. No, that's sure. the Bengals had that same problem too. They I saw they, F they did minus. F minus yeah. on like, treating families. Like I don't know how do you how do you treat the players? You have you have players that are playing for you, making you money, and yeah. you don't want to treat their families with some type of respect. I feel like that's kind of hard they to have such a dedicated fan base too. That yeah. too. It's like Cincinnati, y'all have not been the best y'all y'all historically aren't a great team. And the fact that y'all have such a solid fan base still to this day is kinda like you know, and now that y'all are on the up, it's kind of hard for y'all to see treat people like that. Yeah, you know? and you know they're making money over there in Cincinnati too. So you know the owner has the money to put funds wherever he needs to put them, and towards of whatever the criteria of treatment of families is. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I mean, obviously my Cowboys are just amazing. Hey. Jerry Jones yeah, is like you already know. Jerry Jones Jerry is the Jones Messiah. Is I mean, he just he knows how to do it all. <laughs> he got the money. Well, except for he, drafting. Yo, he I got was low key surprised that Mike McCarthy got an A on the on the head coaching thing. Listen, we got the money, we got the locker room, we got the food, we got the we got a nice place for your family to eat. Hey, everything's bigger. Everything's good. The training room, Packers those staff, the staff, those Packers what? We were number three. Really? I'll give you that though. The, the Cowboys training room was a C minus, and the training staff for the Cowboys was a D plus, thirtieth in the league for those two. Mm. So we also have a lot of old guys, so they don't really, you know, they're like, ah, oh, y'all know what y'all are doing already. So it's yeah. kind of, it's okay. <laughs> we're gonna be back up into that A's sooner, you know. We're just wait for yeah. us to get some young guys in here. It's just gonna go. Not back everyone's up to perfect. A's. Sell the team. <laughs> sell the team. Wild statement. But sell it to sell to Roddy. In fact, sell me the team. Jerry, <laughs> give me the team. I got you. I got you. We're going to change the whole identity. The Cowboys are now going to be America's team once again. But to switch off the team grades, the free agent market. It's a perfect transition. I know people are looming. It's a lot of big names on the move right now. So, you know, who's who's? what names are sticking out to you? Justin Who do you want to go with? to Atlanta. Not a free agent, but he w- will get traded. Do you all think Fields will get traded out of Chicago? I think so. Yeah. I think I think they're going to get Caleb Williams. And How can and you not? I don't know. Personally, I believe that they shouldn't. I believe the Bears are doing wrong by leaving Justin Fields and like going away from Justin Fields I because Justin Fields is not a bad quarterback. Oh, for sure. Justin yeah. Fields has been failed because he's he has okay. no he has no He's on the Chicago no, Bears. No, he's not. He's a. He's <laughs> I a. Think, I, I think he could succeed in Atlanta if that's where he gets traded. But I think, I think what you really have to look at is how many quarterbacks have gone into year four and not looked like the franchise guy. But by, here's the thing. By thi- year three, you saw Josh Allen. He was the franchise guy. But here's by year a, two, you saw but here's Joe Burrow. Josh Allen year actually th- took a while to become look at the franchise yeah, guy. Yeah, it was year three, year four. No, nah, it was like year five, year four, year five years. Yeah, it, it took they, him a while. I don't think they, yeah. they re-signed him before he – I also he, I don't, I don't think it's looked. on him. I think it's just the Chicago Bears development. I'm going to say yeah, – yeah, Also, look at the Bears' this front office. The Bears office. are a yeah. poverty franchise. I was like – I agree. For when Justin Fields first got in the league, he didn't even have a receiver. 
they just got him DJ Moore. Yeah, but that's all he also, has right now. Yeah, it's all he has right now. Not, but he still has no O line, and with no O line, he still broke a, the rushing record for a QB in one season. That's insane. beating out Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. So I don't think that he personally is a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. I believe he's being failed, and that they need and, to and actually invest into helping him. I don't know if they should invest. I think I think they got to they got to restart because there's there's bad blood at this point. I don't think he wants to be there mm-hmm. either because of the way that they they haven't built around him at all. I think what you got to I mean, do, but that's the thing is, is that Justin out, Fields is get, he's get something back. He's still positive and though. Then get Caleb yeah. Williams and then build yeah, around. I, I you have the number nine pick too. What you could probably get like Malik Neighbors or R- Roma doing someone to help Caleb Williams. Yeah, or, or maybe a, a maybe a tackle or you need, an yeah, edge. I would get y'all need honest, everything. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even go for maybe another receiver. I would get him a tackle, some some type of O-line yeah. presence because that Bears O-line is virtually paper at this point. And they are <laughs> literally looked at as paper, thin, paper mache. There's nothing redeemable about it. Now, I'm also concerned where the Bears are going to really go with their team is that their defense. They, they had a decent defense at the beginning of the year, and then they traded away some pieces on the defense. And it's kind of, I was kind of confused as to why they do that. I mean, they still have Jalen Johnson. And they got Montez Sweat at the deadline, too, huh? Yeah. But, I mean, they still have Tremaine Edmonds and Jalen Johnson. And so it, that defense is kind of warming up to go. It's kind of looking like they're trying to get back into that old Bears flow and having and having those monster defenses. Well, actually, Jalen Johnson's an free agent right now. That's, they, they, they need to re-sign him yeah. bad. They need to give him a bag. So that's why I'm like, Jalen Johnson, like, you know, it's kind of – I'm kind of concerned. What, what, what direction are they really trying to go? Because you have – you had a kind of you were at a point where your defense was solid enough to where you didn't really have to focus on it too heavy. Like they were decent enough to where you could do something with it. But now, like you said, they're they haven't given Jalen Johnson any money. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you can't let Jalen Johnson walk. No. If Jalen Johnson walks, I mean who, that's who are your corners? Yeah, you have no other, you have nobody else. Jalen Johnson Jalen Johnson is Literally, the leader of that defense. He yeah. is the backbone of that defense. The Bears need to spend. They have the second highest ca- cap space right now in the N- in the NFL. They're at seventy eight million. Sheesh. Ryan Poles needs to do something. They need man. to spend. They need to help. They need to help Caleb Williams not become a repeat of history of what Justin Fields was. Learn from your mistakes. I mean, Caleb Williams is a, is a way better prospect, but I, I, yeah, I agree. yeah. If you're gonna draft this so called franchise quarterback make sure that you just send the one you have right now on his way let him try to revive his career at all and then make sure you just don't end up ruining this highly talented prospect at a usc but the same way that you ended up here's the problem i feel like we're talking about oh caleb williams is this caleb williams is that but caleb williams looks similar to how justin fields looked in college and he also looks similar in the way justin fields looks now they both has struggled with a pocket presence and pocket awareness. We've seen but, that in USC's USC play. They both have bad O lines too. Caleb, Caleb Williams is a way better creator than than Justin Fields was, like out of structure. I think he's a better improviser. He's a better arm. I think he's a better improviser. I don't think you are disrespecting Justin Fields' arm. Justin Fields can sling the ball. He, he can has sling it. he has no has receivers to arm. sling it too. He does not. I think they generally they are generally the same player in my eyes. They can both run. I think the difference is that they're in their mindsets is that Caleb Williams is gonna just he's gonna keep like scrambling. He's kinda like Patrick Holmes in a way where he's just gonna scramble, scramble, scramble until he yeah, can uh, just find someone to dump the ball off to. Whereas Justin Fields, he can actually he's not scared to take it himself and make a play by himself. Yeah. And I think that's why the Bears should not run away from Justin Fields. Because if you're just gonna get another guy that's just gonna sit there and try and hand like Hand the ball off. I feel like you're you don't be in the same place. You don't, yeah. You don't, and you don't have the offensive powers to do that. To see the Kansas City Chiefs can do that because they still have Travis Kelsey, who's playing still amazing at his age. 
You know, and even they have there's, an O line. I'm saying Marquez Velda Scantling. He's still a decent receiver. He's got cut yesterday. He did get cut though. He did get cut though yesterday. But I mean, he's still a decent receiver. He clutched up. They he's ultimately mm. the reason he got the final blow. So they won the Super Bowl. And then you still have Rishi Rice as a rookie. Isaiah Pacheco is still a good running back. They have offensive weapons, and not like you said, the O line. They still have weapons to talk that they can. You know, Mahomes doesn't have to worry about running the ball. But as Justin Fields. You have to run the ball, honestly. You have you can't just kind of sit on it. You you can't sit there and wait for somebody to, oh, if there's going to be open. Because if I have to wait on Cole Kmet to get open, I'm just going to run the ball. And honestly, I'm just going to run the ball. That's why you draft Caleb Williams and you draft like a Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze if, if they're still there at number nine. And then you have a DJ Moore, Roma Dunze, Cole Kmet. I, I think, know. actually, I believe they keep Justin Fields. They draft Marvin Harrison yeah, at one that, or trade down. Do they stay at one and get Harrison? I or think, try no, to get I think Harrison one. is someone you take at one. Harrison yeah, is I, a talent I that you so take at one. The the Patriots are going to take Marvin at number three. I, I, there's a lot of teams that need a receiver. Like if or, Harrison doesn't go, if Harrison doesn't go to the Bears, he's going to the Cardinals. Like there's too many teams that would look that would love to have a receiver like Marvin Harrison. So I feel like that's someone you have to take at one. Like that's 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 arguably like if you're not going to take a QB at one, he's like he's by he's he's a viable yeah. pick at one. Yeah. I think so. so He's I one think, of those rare prospects. Yeah, he. I think they need to take Marvin. Because at the same time, you're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you have the legend Marvin Harrison, pretty much at your in your you know pretty much somewhere near your uh, team at this point. That's so, a good mentorship. That's what I'm saying. Like having Marvin Harrison come in and just talk to people is something that you could possibly benefit off of indirectly. So I feel like they just need to take Marvin Harrison. Now we'll have two receivers, and then with his free agency. Take some O line. I mean, take something. Take even maybe even do some defense. I mean, Dwayne Brown is currently a free agent. That would be a solid tackle to pick up. There's nothing wrong with him. You got like Lakin Tomlinson. That's a guard. He can make something happen with him. They just need to help Justin Fields out. And there's they, tons of free agents they could go get. Offense and defense side of the ball. I yeah, like and Len- Leonard Williams and that, or like Randy Gregory. If they take Marv at one and they have the number nine pick, they could they could probably trade back and get get some get some more stuff. Get some more t- capital. Take a tackle Even or, or an edge like mm-hmm. a lot to like maybe at around like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Even then, they still have to you know if they wanted to, they could try and give Eddie Jackson some money. They probably won't, but you know if they wanted to, they can get Eddie Jackson again. You still have Randy Gregory. Is not that good, though. You got Josh Allen on the board, Brian Burns, Chris Jones. Of, oh, Tyron Smith. Oh, get a, get a tackle. Josh Allen. Get Tyron Smith, you know? They, they have know? a lot of options here. They have a lot of options. Josh Jacobs, even. Daniel Josh Jacobs, Hunter. Well, Josh Jacobs would be a crazy pickup for them. They do need That's a, a, they need a running, running back bad. Josh Jacobs would be a monster Jacobs, on that team. Who even is the running back? Huh? Who even is the running back? I believe it is. Is it the guy from the Bears last year? Was it Demont? No, I don't remember who they're running back. Yeah, is, exactly. That's, that's, that's I, a bad time I in think general. it's I, I want to say it's I can't remember his name. It's not I can't remember his name, but it's it's a no name. It's a no name. Yeah, yeah. Respectfully, no respectfully, it's a no name. I, I watch the Bears twice a year as a Tigers fan, and I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know the Bears. I think they're just in an interesting spot, but I don't think they it need could, to. Yeah. They need to stay with Justin Fields. But more free agents that we're looking at. Um, we have Tony Pollard. He's he's currently on the move. The Cowboys have not franchise tagged him. So where do y'all think he could end up? That's a There's a lot of teams that need a running back. You know, the Bills could use a running back. The Ravens. The Ravens could use a running back. There's a lot of teams that could use someone like Tony Pollard's skill. I yeah, I think Tony Pollard would go to one of those contenders. Like yeah, the Bills or the Ravens. I, I wouldn't see him going like maybe if they like if a team like the Bears gave him a bag. Yeah. 
I would see him going there. But yeah. realistically, I think Tony Tony Pollard still wants to stay in that winning environment. So I don't really see him going to like a middle of the road kind of team or like a like a leg pick kind of team. Yeah, I feel like Tony Pollard to me, he's maybe just Tennessee too because I think Tennessee Henry's on his way out. Henry is Henry oh, is yeah, a free agent this yeah. season as well. And he's not coming back. He's made it clear he's gone. So Pollard slipping in and Henry's oh, replacement. Ravens, hey, future Cowboy Henry. right there. Ravens going I just, to throw with him. I just dangerous. I don't know. Tony Pollard is he holds such a special place in my heart, and it's just it's sad to see him go. But that's that that that. Y'all just need a number one back. He's that just, injury. He's not a workhorse. Yeah, that injury last year really just killed him. I mean, it was it, and obviously it's translating to this season. He just doesn't play the same. It's it hurts to see that he already hit such a plateau so early on in his career. Yeah. But I mean. Regardless, he still had a great running season. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I just – I don't see – he's not what we need as a Cowboys franchise. I think we need we need a workhorse, and I don't believe that Tony Pollard is a workhorse in my uh, yeah. eyes. I will say, if you don't sign anyone else, re-sign him. I think, personally, I think the Cowboys need to go for Saquon. I think Saquon, Saquon would – Saquon – He's a Texan, bro. He's a Texan. No. I think Texan gets it done. Everyone wants to go play for Houston. Everyone. Everyone's gonna play for Dallas. We're gonna win. I don't know who's everyone. <laughs> Dallas I don't mean, have CJ Stroud right now. Houston made it farther than Dallas. So. Yeah. You saw how exciting this young okay. Houston court was Let's last stop year. Stop disrespecting Dak like he's just the worst quarterback ever. Again, I mean, he, he had an MVP caliber. He, he had an MVP caliber season. Facts. And then stop. He, and then he cried in the in the wild card round. Yeah, would you not bit. cry yeah, too if I, you lost in the playoffs? Because you get embarrassed every year in the first round of the playoffs. Ah, when you're like, when you're at them boys every year, and you make it to the here playoffs every year just to get lost in the first round every go. year. Just to throw a pick six every year, and then another pick. Listen, I, I this, this hurts. This, this hurts to listen to. I don't know. Savage is a free agent. <sighs> like we're talking, like we're like Chiefs or like Bills fans. Like you're a Packers fan. I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, so like we don't have that much room to talk. So like we're not like just actually I do have all the room to talk since we beat him in the wild card. So in that specific instance, you yes. don't get to talk. I don't get to talk. No, yeah. I don't get to talk. Your team is swimming in debt before y'all. Y'all have to worry about fixing your debt before you even make it. Say what you want. You've watched our GM Mickey Loomis get us out of this debt cap. Yeah, but y'all also out had of like, every year, bro. Yeah, but y'all had like Drew Brees too. Like y'all had kind of like generational talent. So even the like, last two years, you've seen us get out of it, rearranging contracts, like. We just keep kicking this. Y'all have I think peripheral can the Saints, down the road. The Saints All is, this to be mid. The Saints' problem is <laughs> just that rebuild, please. I think the Saints' problem is y'all hold on to people too long. Like yeah. Cameron Jordan has been there a long time. One of the he best Saints of all time, mind you. He, he's a, no. Listen, I'm not disrespecting his skill, but I'm just saying. He has a big contract, and he's been there for a long time. I think we just extended him a few and, years ago, too. And even Demario money. Davis, I mean. He deserves that bag, though. Demario is Demario is a dog. But, but when we're paying Taysom Hill, like, so much money for this guy who's not good at anything, but just okay Whoa, at everything. Taysom Hill, yeah, he was he was solid at every position. He wasn't good at anything, though. He couldn't throw the ball. He wasn't a consistently good enough tight end to go play out wide or even a, uh, a slot receiver type I mean, thing. he was cool. He Sean was... Payton just gave him so much money, and then Sean Payton said, all right. One year of Drew Brees was enough for me, and I'm gone. Yeah, Sean Payton did leave y'all in the dust. I believe that Taysom Hill has dirt <laughs> on Sean Payton, and that's why Sean Russell Payton was Wilson. doing that. Yeah. Mm. He, he's serviceable. No, I just feel like Taysom Hill was such a wild card for y'all, and I feel like that's kind of how he found his footing on the team was that he was un- – unlike most players, he was he could play fullback. 
if you need, if you ask, absolutely needed to, he could come in at QB for a little bit. If you needed to, he could play a tight end. If you needed to, he could play yeah, an y'all, extra receiver. Yeah, you use him a lot. And like, go, go yeah, we used him when we needed to, but that doesn't like make a good excuse for the massive, massive, massive amount of money he has well, on our cap it, space right wasn't, now. Yeah. Wasn't that just for like um, to clear up cap space? Like when y'all were like negative seventy-two million the other year, still and y'all, are. y'all gave him like a, still are. like a like a two hundred million dollar contract or something. But that was all just like void years and like like non-existent money that he's not actually getting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. His whole scheme and his contract, the whole Taysom Hill was just weird. I want him gone off the team, oh. and as much as it hurts to say me, like from me, I want Michael Thomas gone too. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think, think Michael Thomas gone. is. I I I feel for Michael Thomas. Man, he because. Dude, he was such a dog like my childhood, but then he's just that 2019 season where he, he broke the reception record. He can't. He's his. He just can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And then sucks. we got Olave stepping up. We got other guys just kind of stepping up into their role. Rashid Shahid, Rashid Shahid is dangerous. Don't forget that name. Shahid is a dog. He's a dog. You know ball if you know Shahid. Kamara um, and Kamara is still having decent seasons. So Kamara, when he's not suspended for that, yeah, that, when fighting. he's not, but yeah, when he's yeah. not suspended for fighting people. Yeah. But other than that, he's he's still having decent seasons. I mean, you can obviously tell he's slowing down from his prime. But and that's just what happens with running backs. You know, yeah, it's they don't inevitable. last too long. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's still a still solid piece on that team yeah. to you know build around. I mean, you can't really most teams in this league don't have running back that's a solid workhorse. Kamara is still a workhorse. He can still catch the ball at a high rate. He can still break tackles at a high rate. He may not be as fast, but he makes the plays with his body now. And I feel like I, I actually I'm, I'm very proud of Kamara for being able to adapt his game in that sense because it's hard for a lot of running backs to do that. Oh, a lot of running sure. backs you see, they just know how to do one thing. They have their one skill, and they stick to it, and they eventually fall off. Like Austin Eckler, for example. Mm-hmm. He had his one skill. He ran with it, and now you can see his fall off. He, he, he isn't adapting to how to – Fix his play style. Kamara's he, very well rounded. Kamal, he's he's well rounded enough to where if he needs to, he'll still farm somebody. Mm-hmm. If he he can still juke somebody, mm-hmm. but I think Kamara as a player is definitely. I think the wow factor is his catching ability. He yeah. catches. He's probably the best catching running back in the league besides McCaffrey. Obviously. Yeah, and you need that out of a running back because it, it's it's one thing to have a, like a pure running back like Derrick Henry who's just up the middle. Up every time, yeah. yeah. I say Derrick Henry, you can. He's either gonna run up the middle or he's gonna go out to the side. Yeah, and you're just not. You're not really somebody. doing that with him. But with guys like Kamara or like you said, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones a little bit too. Swing him out wide on a little wheel route, hit him down the seams. I mean, even just like whatever. Kamara is so elusive, and that's what's allowed him to have his prime be as long as it is thus far. Because if it's just Derrick Henry is an exception. That man is just a freak of nature, seven feet tall, two hundred fifty pounds of pure muscle. Yeah, he's just, that's he's, one thing. He's just a freak. Running backs don't last like that very long. So uh, for the for the Kamara to have his aspect of oh, let me go all over the place. It's allowed him to play consistently good as long as he has thus far. That's true. That's true. So. We talked about the free agent market. We talked about these big names like Saquon and Henry. Let's make some early predicts. Who do we think is still going to be good this upcoming season? I know the free agency really hasn't hit yet, so we obviously don't know for sure how people will look. Mm. But we still have a general idea of how people could look. Who do you think is going to look good? Who might surprise you? Who do you want to surprise you? The Green Bay Packers. You know, I can actually agree with you. I can. Yeah. Oh, I see. You had me. (laughs) You had me until you said Super Bowl. But I do agree. The Packers are. The Packers are about to have a. I feel like they're going to have a great season. They'll contend at best. Let's not act like. Yeah, they'll contend. They'll They'll contend contend at best. They'll contend. I will say that Jordan Love did surprise me this season. I. I knew. 
Jordan Love. He is a free agent. So I, I'm curious on what kind of contract we. He's played two seasons, him. maybe. Yeah, I. I this is that's his what I. Season as a starter. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I was surprised to see how well he did because Jordan Love, his whole career has just been behind Aaron Rodgers. He's been sitting there on the bench, just sitting behind Rodgers. And this is his first real, you know, and shot at showcasing, and he showcased well. I mean, honestly, you could tell that he had, um, you could tell that he had um, experience, and he learned from such a great mentor. And you could tell that he actually took it to heart and translated with it. So I do believe that the Packers are due for um, a good season, along with the fact that they did get young pieces to help Jordan Love out. Oh, you got yeah, Jaden Reed. Yeah, Jaden yeah. Reed's a great receiver for them to pick Youngest up. Youngest team in the league. Um, all, all our receivers are are super young. Uh, Saying Romeo one. Dobbs, speedster. Christian young. Watson too. Christian Watson. No, Romeo Dobbs isn't the speedster. He's he's like the the T Higgins uh, contested catch type. Our speedster is um is Reed and and Watson. There, there, are, there are deep threats, and then we got we got Wicks. Luke Musgrave. He bro, that's my goat, bro. I love I love Luke Musgrave, and then then we also got um. What's his name? Dontavian Wicks. I love that guy. Dontavian Wicks. Wicks. He reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams. He is such a clean route runner. He's a dog. And such a good contested catcher. But I I also think that the offense isn't really what sets them apart, though. I think their defense actually is really – like, their defense really showed out this year. And we we just hired – um, a, de- a defensive, co- a new defensive coordinator out of out of Boston College, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm curious to see how he, how he does because we have um he loves to play press man and I've been dying for some press man coverage yeah because Jair out of Jair Alexander he's Jair. the best in press man well, well I don't know about the best but he's he's definitely he's a top corner and I feel like he's definitely top five in the league I'll give yeah, you that much he's def- top five in the league and he's definitely league. gonna show out he's definitely gonna show out with a new DC. And he's been he's been waiting he's been itching to really Hopefully. take some names he's been then, itching to take some yeah. names. Bro, our, our our rookies in in the secondary too, like Corey Valentine and then um, Valentine as well. We have Valentine and Valentine. Who'd y'all draft this last season? Um, Wasn't a defensive guy. I actually don't remember who y'all drafted. Wasn't it the guy out of Iowa? Oh, uh, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, yeah, he, yes, he, he, Lucas he, Van Ness. He's on, yes. our, he's on our D line. Yeah, he, he solid a, linebacker. Yeah, uh-huh. he had a, he had a good he had a good uh, rookie season. I think. He's fast. Dude, he's, he's so fast. strong. That guy's fast. He had, he had a sack in the in the playoffs. Kind of like Aiden Hutchinson a little bit, just kind of like. I don't think he'll be that. I don't not think not to like that extent. But Hutch, like, I feel like Hutch is one of those linebackers. He's like the Rashawn Garys, the uh, Michael Parsons. That mm-hmm. they're like they're linebackers, but they're so big that they can let that end yeah. is almost like a, a second nature to them. You know, like they're just kind of those freaks of nature. Yeah, and just to move on a different team, I think the Colts can make a serious run next season. That's a great AR. take. That's a, oh, AR. AR. With, with like, AR. Y'all I'm forget excited. Anthony Richardson. Did go out. Y'all forget AR went down to like the fifth game. And, and him and like, Michael Pittman were cooking. Yes. Yeah. They had they did they almost won the South with Gardner Minshew as behind the, that is true. the center the whole season. That is true. So let well, AR Yes, let AR come back. It's competitive back. enough for you to for you to still almost win. I mean, again, they were they had the I Texans. Mean, yeah, they yeah, had the Texans Gardner that Minshew. do. They and the Jaguars. They had some tough – there's some well, solid the teams in there. In the but I'm saying there's some solid teams in there regardless. So the fact that still with Gardner Minshew, the other talent you have on the team mm-hmm. is able to take a quarterback like that to almost winning the division, I mean, AR is only going to do yeah, better. Yeah, the, the Colts are going to make some noise next season. If they keep Pittman and they draft right. They have to keep Pittman. They He's a free agent. Right. And I want the Colts to take someone like Brock Bowers, 
who is one of my favorite He's prospects coming out of this right draft. Brock Bowers, solid I mean, tight end. I've seen Brock Bowers. The mock draft I have pulled up right now has Brock Bowers slipping past the Colts. And he's Ultra. just kind of been – he's been kind of, like, slipping in I the mock like draft. the Chargers. I think Brock Bowers ends up being who we all thought Kyle Pitts was going to be. When Kyle Pitts came out, we were like, this dude's going to be a monster. This I think well, – I also don't think that's Kyle Pitts' fault because if we look at Kyle Arthur Pitts' Smith. rookie season, he literally lit up the league. Yeah, he Kyle the, Pitts he was Kyle Pitts was considered the best tight end in the league as soon as he came in. Yeah, but he's not like this monster we all thought he was going to be because Atlanta wasn't yeah, playing him right. His coach, yeah, yeah, he his hasn't been playing him. Yeah, I'll give y'all that. Also, yeah. Let Brock Bowers go to his system. More. They give John o. Smith more routes than they do. So I was you know. out there blocking while they're giving Jonu Smith receptions. They did the same thing with the running back. They just got two. Uh, yeah, the Bijan. Bijan. Yep. Thank you. Like they were using Algier more than they were using Bijan. And this it's year. funny because Bijan, the first, his, as soon as he came out the gate, he was literally looked at as, oh yeah, not, if not the best running back, like a top five running back. He was making plays that no other running back was making, and then like he was looking similar to McCaffrey and stuff. Like that. He was making those type of plays, and then after uh, his little four game stretch, it was. He was silent. I mean, he was. It yeah, was I had nothing. Pitts and Bijan in my fantasy. So yeah, I was, I was pissed. I, I, yeah, I was also. It's a rough too. draft, man. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough draft. Speaking of draft, however, let's talk about who we think is going to get drafted and where they're going to go. Like yeah, you said, Brock Bowers. You want Brock Bowers to go to the Colts? That's where I think he'll slip down to. I think that's a valid choice. I think the only thing I mean, that's I possibly, I think Brock Bowers. I think the one thing people are looking at is his age. He's kind of, you know, the Georgia team is a little bit. They're a little. He's twenty-one. 21, I mean, 21 is not a terrible age. It's about average coming out of college. But I don't know. I think Georgia Bulldogs are kind of – people would like to he- – they take hesitate on Georgia Bulldogs. I think people are more – like, they look at Georgia and they're like, oh, defensive powerhouse, defensive powerhouse. I don't know if Brock Bowers per se is going to – I don't think they believe that he is going to make the noise that he did make. Because Brock Bowers really, to me at least, I didn't really know who Brock Bowers was until this past season. I mean, before that it was more of, you know – we're looking at Stenson Bennett mm-hmm. and the and the receiving core that he had, mm-hmm. and they were just so and they were also just so good on defense that that offense was pretty much shadowed. I mean, most of their points really was coming from the defense. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I think Brock Bowers. I think they're just hesitant on Brock Bowers because they haven't seen him do what he did a lot mm-hmm. enough, you know. But I think the Colts is a solid landing spot for him. Um, same with how we were talking about Marvin Harrison earlier. I believe Marvin Harrison should end up on the Bears. If not the Bears, at least the Cardinals. All right, let I mean, me ask you all this. Or, or the Patriots. Yeah. I, think, I think the Patriots could take him. How I don't know. Do I don't know. I'm, I'm so iffy about the Patriots because the Patriots are in such a weird spot. They Obviously, they didn't bring back Belly Belly. It's what they do with Mac Jones. I think they yeah, do that third pick. And I think it's – yeah, and I, I don't really know where they want to go. I can't tell where they want to go because they have Mac Jones, and it seems like they don't really want to give up Mac Jones, but they kind of have. And then so they try to use, you know – some other people. I, I don't. I don't really know what they want to do at quarterback. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to run it back with Mac Jones though. I don't I think, it, it hasn't I been think, Mac Jones's fault, bro. Like, I love Mac Jones. Like, I'm Mac Jones's big, biggest fanboy. It has not been all Mac Jones's fault but I, in New England. You also, but I mean, you also can't. Mac Jones also his his. You look at the things that he does, and it's kind of like Mac Jones is really really mid. But so is the entire Patriots roster. Like their whole, That's what true. receiver do they what have this year? You, what else can you do at quarterback? Juju, Juju got a ring. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster. He got a ring. No wide receiver one. Juju got a ring. He hasn't been good since his Corvette, Corvette season in 2020. Juju <laughs> got a ring. Like, hey, go, like Caleb Williams hey, goes Steelers, number one. Steelers Drake legend goes number two to the Commanders. Juju, the Steelers what legend. What do the Patriots do at quarterback? Because you, I don't think you can draft Jaden Daniels that high. No. And then you're definitely not drafting no J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix or Michael Penix that high at number three. Mm-hmm. I, 
I don't. Those are all like day two guys. You, you said if Drake made day those second. Day two. You said you saying Michael Penix is a day two pick. Uh, Whoa! Don't forget Michael Penix just went to the national championship, sir, and he was he was literally he was breaking records. No, Michael Penix is a day. He's going to be a top pick for sure. So y'all think all f- what four or five quarterbacks go in the first? No, 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 no. All four. I think if there is a quarterback to not, I th- there's two quarterbacks in my mind that I don't believe will go in the in first, and that is JJ McCarthy and Drake May. I feel like what? Drake Drake May is like a top two. Spe- listen, like I think Drake May is going listen, number two. Listen, listen. I say Drake May because for Drake May, it's his size to me, and we also watch Drake May. That his mindset when he's playing QB is literally run the ball. Like, it's really bad how he just – he literally will grab the ball and just run it. He doesn't care. And he also doesn't slide. He do, I've, I've not seen that man slide once, man. He will he, just he take a Jayden hit. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels has the biggest hits in, in, like, college football. That, too. Jaden Daniels also doesn't know how to slide, so I need him to learn how to do that. But he's, but a, he's I've, an electric but at, Yeah, and that on top of that, I've seen him still sling the rock yards. Go, I've seen him go yard, and Malik Labors has benefited off of it. So I was not like – Jaden McDaniels is just a one-trick pony. Me, Drake May is a one-trick pony. I've really only seen him run. I have yet to see what? him. I've yet to he see has decent, such a big arm. I've yet he to has, see decent really, clips of him. He's really good at accuracy throwing. too. Like he's a really good deep ball man. I don't and know. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. Like I said, Drake May is such a. He's the one question mark. Now I will say I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of Drake May. So my my opinion obviously isn't the best, most informed. I so. see none, Drake May. Yeah, like, scrolling on social media, just like looking at like quarterbacks, I have not once seen a Drake May clip posted at all. Uh, I know Drake May, nothing yeah, about Drake. Yeah, Drake May. May is not. I don't know what he can do. All, all, I see all is, I've seen is of Caleb all Williams I've seen him do. Drake May, like they're one A, one B. That's like, all I've n- seen. Number one quarterback. All I've seen you is see Drake. Caleb clips all over the place. You see this man throwing balls off his it's, back foot, rolling deep. You don't see anything for Drake May. I see Drake May have the media hype because he's at UNC. I don't even think that's all. I don't even think it's. But I don't even think it's that. I think he just genuinely isn't doing anything, excuse me, spectacular. I mean, like I said, I've only seen the clips I have seen of him. He's just running the ball. And it's not like a Lamar running the ball where there's still, like, he's still using skill. He's using his feet. He has footwork. Drake May is just running the ball because he's small and get fat. Drake it's May like, is big, dude. He's 6'4", like, 229. 6'4"? 6'4", 229. These clips are just then because he looks 5'9". Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what clips you're watching. Yeah, because I haven't seen any running clips of him. I've seen, like, I've seen the that big man, throws. I've seen that man just run, and I'm he like, throws hmm. dimes He's bigger than Caleb field. and Jaden, dude. That guy looks 5'9 to me in those clips. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I need to go get my eyes checked in. You just fact-checked me. <laughs> but I don't see Drake May going first round. I'm sorry. I think – I think I think there's I think so, there's so much talent though. Look at the it's talent. It's a very thick draft. I'll give you that. It's Dude. a very thick, talented draft. There's a lot of there's a lot of wide receivers. Like this is a really a good. I'm saying Odunze, Odunze, neighbors, neighbors uh, Xavier, Keon Coleman, Xavier Worthy. Like there's just too much. There's too much. There's too much. Too much talent. Sorry. There's too much talent for me to see Drake May going first round. Same as JJ McCarthy. I think. Oh, definitely not. JJ McCarthy is a is an absolute bum. I don't. I think he goes I, maybe day three. Okay, that's a stretch. Day three is a stretch. I, 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 I want to say bum. He'll, day three is a stretch. Not as, He'll like, be second round. Him. He'll be second round. But day three is a stretch. I feel like he's going to get the Stinson Bennett treatment. He's not terrible. McCarthy. I, yeah, same way they had how they how the Rams drafted him a little late. I feel like he's. He's gonna get treated as. Didn't they draft Bennett in the fifth round? Bennett shouldn't have been drafted at all. Well, like, to be fair, let's put that not. out there. And neither should Max he, Duggan. He, but he, he got drafted that year too. Old. Yeah, he Max Duggan should have gotten being drafted. Stetson was, Stetson was 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the only reason why he went so low. I don't. I mean, he's. I don't know. I just feel like Jaden McCarthy is just. 
you look at the Michigan's runs they had the couple years he was prior. Not asked to throw the ball at and all. And he was. And he looked bad. Yeah, he and he was, was not doing it. The and then they finally win a national championship. He looks okay, but I don't want to say that he is the reason they won. I mean, Michigan had a monster running back leading that charge completely. So yeah. I don't think JJ McCarthy is really honestly. If I see JJ McCarthy going anywhere, I feel like it's gonna go like he's gonna go to like some random place like the Broncos or something where they're gonna <laughs> believe like they're like oh Russell Wilson's gonna mentor him and he has Sean Payton and he can he has a history of mentoring quarterbacks and he's gonna go like somewhere random that's gonna be so weird but I feel like it I don't know it's oh, just I've so weird high, I've seen him mocked as high as number six of the Giants that's crazy that's wild. it's the, that's clickbait. The, the, that's the just clickbait, bro. In social media is insane. That's crazy. It is crazy. I feel I like Denver been. low key is like uh, a good spot for McCarthy. Not like now that you said that, like that's like I just feel like yeah, I feel like he's gonna go somewhere weird where it's like oh they have they have the coach, they have the veteran QB, they've got the young little receivers. Yeah, I just feel like it's gonna go somewhere yeah. weird where he's gonna like they're gonna think that it's gonna be a good pick and then but it's gonna fall through and they're gonna be like, oh it's not that good. But even then it's just like when I see JJ McCarthy, it was like I saw like a couple of clips of him throughout the year. But like, mainly I was seeing him decent plays out of Yeah, structure, but mainly but it's, I'm it's seeing him because crazy. of Tom Brady's like, oh yeah, let's go McCarthy because he went to Michigan. So I'm like, is he really good or is he just like still right? won the natty bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't take that away. He yeah, won a natty. Like, you still got to look at his accolades this year. He won a natty. Yeah, you're right. I can't take that away from him. But I just – I don't see him as a, like, franchise QB. I feel like he's just kind of a – he'll be like a QB that, like, moves around that's, like, maybe at best he'll be decent. He might move around a little bit, but he's not going to be like – oh, he's not going to be like something crazy, you know? He'll be one of those, like, best backup, worst starter yeah, like, that, yeah, that's kind of the ceiling I see with him too. Yeah, because I, you don't, I don't see him as like a full time starter. I see him as like a guy you develop on the bench, and let's just say you want to trade your starting quarterback, or if your quarterback gets injured, that's when you place a JJ McCarthy. I see him as team. a Desmond Ritter. That's how I see him. I see him as a Desmond Ritter. He'll be okay, yeah. but he's not. He, he, you don't see a leap. Like, he coming. might have some. I think yeah. I see him as a Zach Wilson, like Gardner Minshew. Yeah, like I see. Harrison. I just see him like he'll be okay, but I don't. Yeah. I don't see a leap. Like, like you're really not coming. bad. You're not good. You're serviceable. Like you're yeah. just right in the middle of the road. Yeah. He's, a, he's a franchise backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, I see. I'm looking at a board right now. They have Talise Fuega from Oregon State. They have him a tackle. They have him at twelve. Do you think maybe the Bears try to take him at early at nine? The one I'm looking at right now has him at 25 to the Packers, so he's he's all over the place. Yeah, no. yeah, I think I need to draft a safety or a corner. Because mine, they have him going to the Jets. You look at PFF. Yeah, okay. so I think I the Jets like also. I think the Jets neat. also need some O line, so I don't see that being a bad pick for them. But I, there's a lot of. Didn't the Jets just draft an O lineman like two years ago, like Vera Tucker? Didn't they just yeah, get they need more? He's, he's, they obviously need more. Yeah. They need more, and he he was okay, but yeah. he's not. They, he if, didn't. if the Jets want to do anything, they they definitely need to draft a tackle in the first round. They need they need a, a like a, a great guy. Like, I mean, that's why like Zach Joe Wilson Alt. couldn't succeed there either. I, I think I think Joe Wall could go to the Jets. Joe Wall's gonna go pretty early. Yeah, Joe Wall's gonna go. But even yeah. this even this offensive lineman class is so deep. Yeah, it's deep. Like it's receivers deep. and O linemen have to be just like. 
This class is top deep. Two, you got a lot. Like, you got a lot of QBs. You got a lot of receivers. You got a lot of O line. It's a stacked draft class. It's, it's, it's gonna be so fun to watch, man. It's definitely gonna be so fun to watch. It's definitely gonna be fun to watch. It's definitely gonna change up the way this uh the way the league looks. It's gonna look a lot of different. And I think it's also I think that the league is due for a big change just overall. I think there's too many playmakers. There's gonna be a lot of playmakers now. A lot of playmakers, and I feel like. This league is going to definitely see a shift in how it's played, and it's gonna—it's gonna be like an NBA so. renaissance, almost like how Curry kind of, you know, shook things up and made the three-point line like really drastic. I think it's gonna, you know, I think they're really gonna change something up here. It's a I new age of NFL for new sure. New age of NFL is yeah, definitely I think, coming. I think we saw it a little bit last year with guys like um, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, and then you had Will Levis come in and look a little bit good. But all these Will Levis did come in. He looked decent. The two games all, he like all did these rookie anything. quarterbacks that, that are cooking. I think I think we're seeing this this new age, and then obviously the Packers, you know, youngest team in the league, you know, coming up and then being in the playoffs. Like I think this new age of players is just is coming on. Yeah, definitely That's new true. age is coming. Speaking of new age, we're going to shift to the MLB now. Spring ball is underway. Opening day is coming just soon. I know you're also another another MLB guy like me. So yep. anybody looking strong to you? I know Shohei and the Dodgers have been taking a lot of names. I I wrote down my favorites, and I wrote down some sleeper teams I got this mm-hmm. year. Dodgers, I mean, they just signed uh, Yamamoto, Yoshinobu yeah, yeah, Yamamoto yes, out yes. of Japan. And you know wherever Shohei was going. Yes. That guy they were, going they were gonna, yeah, he was so going to attend the team. They just yes. got the two best pitchers in the world right now, yes. mind you. They still have an extremely talented fielding still board around Betts, them. Yeah. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Correct. They lost Corey Seager two years ago, but people forget about that because that team is just a this powerhouse right now. Yeah, that team's yes. a powerhouse. I mean, you know, I don't really – I don't want to brag, but you know, I love kind of love Corey Seager. You know, he kind of took my team to the <laughs> all the way. You know, yeah, because you, you you had to pay him like you had to pay him and uh, we had uh send me in like a billion dollars just to yeah. get past the Astros. We so. had we had money. Uh, I don't think we had to pay. I mean, y'all did because we owned y'all like every year mm. until y'all got Seager and mm. Simeon and Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer and Adolis Garcia. All right, okay, first of all, Degrom didn't play last season. He had surgery. He had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, go figure. Second right? of all, Max Scherzer is a Fossil, he literally he played he's terrible. He's still Max Scherzer. He bro. played terrible. He can still sling it. That's like saying Justin Verlander can't do anything right now. He's he's forty one nah. years old and he's still slinging well, the Verlander, ball. Verlander is still better than Max Scherzer in my eyes. Max Scherzer was playing terrible. So you know, yeah, and not to mention, those. don't disrespect my goat, Adolis Garcia. Steroids, he, steroids. No, that's cheater, not steroids. steroids oh, did you see him? In, did you see him in his St. Louis days, bro? Guys, Garcia wow. is a crybaby. He got hit, and then he was all upset. To all our listeners, this is a die hard Houston Astros fan talking right now so you know cheaters. he's he's very he's very it's kind of <laughs> it, it's very ironic that a that a about, cheater a cheater a fan of a cheating fan yeah it's kind of ironic that a cheater would accuse someone else of cheating listen man I've done my fair share of defending this Astros team but I got dog walked by Dolas Garcia. Mm-hmm. And then about 2022 and then 2021. Here we go. They're talking about their cheating scandals. They're cheating. <laughs> cheaters. The How about cheaters. seven straight ALCS cheaters. appearances, baby? Like, that's fine. Listen, that's fine. I'm not one to shy away. The Rangers, we have been a terrible franchise. But now it's our time. Now we're up. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a good season. Now we are up. We just got a new head coach, too. So Dusty Baker's old Self hey, is don't gone. Dis, don't dust hey, Dusty. Okay. Baker's don't dust Dusty. Legend. He got us. He got us our second ring. Love Dusty. Don't but dis Dusty. Uh, watching the way he would manage a bullpen last year, and it, it was time for him to go. We just we hired our our. Hey, just uh, say you don't have Bruce Bochy. Just say you don't have Bochy. Isn't he like eighty years old himself? Yeah, he's old, but obviously he's still got it. Obviously, yeah. so you know. 
We did so. We did something. We cooked somewhere. And yeah. I mean, speaking of the Rangers, they also just took down the Dodgers. They took down what was looked at as number one team in spring ball so far, and they just spring beat ball don't mean anything. That's though. true. It's kind of just a, a chance for prospects to shine. That is true. But regardless, the 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 Rangers are looking deep. I mean, obviously they've been playing their stars a lot. There's been a lot of prospects and rookies playing, and they've been showing up and showing yeah. out y'all too. Are good man, I'll give y'all that. Y'all are good. Thank you. We're, yeah, you we're got deep. A very deep. We're roster. deep. And that, and not to mention, you brought up Degrom. He's back now. I know. He's back. So you were talking. Back. We we. I think the Rangers' big problem last year was the pitching, and that's why the uh, the regular season record wasn't so interstellar. But then now it's like now we, I think it was an all Rangers fans mind like, oh, it's okay, our time is coming. Our pitchers will be back. And now I mean, look at us. We obviously didn't re-sign Jordan Montgomery. Who's still a free agent. I wrote that down. He's still a free agent. Him, Blake Snell, and Matt Chapman are all still free agents. Yeah, and I I, I was kind of baffled because I was like, well, he didn't do that. He was a a solid piece, but I can kind of see why they don't want to re-sign him. I feel like this is the Rangers want to invest into their younger Younger their younger players pretty old yeah i think they want to they want to invest into their younger players right now and that's not to diss anything that montgomery did montgomery was a solid piece and i love montgomery he clutched up in very big moments he was a very vital piece of our team for us to get our run that we got so i will not diss him but i will say that his age is most likely the reason that we stepped away from him and i will hope that we actually step up on what we think we're thinking of doing and actually like developing our prospects because if we develop our prospects this team's gonna be nasty it's gonna be nasty you got vets you got vets you got young people i mean think we had we had rookies we had um what's i forgot our catcher's name dude i jonah can't even heim. think jonah heim mm-hmm. golden glove i mean we had most all-stars out of all teams in the league i mean come on this this team is deep and there's a lot of young people that are making names evan turner i mean he's you know there's a lot of it's gonna be a fun fight in the al west now like the al west is definitely not houston's anymore just to run away with every year no not at all consistently but now now that now that the rangers want to step up and spend some money all right it'll, it'll be fun it's to our time I was the, it's our time we're just gonna maybe the rangers run it back i say we do but i, I got the, i got personally i got the astros of the american league i got a al i got a 2017 rematch this year i got dodgers astros thugging it out Let's i just see. think that's crazy i think it's definitely gonna be dodgers rangers i think we just kind of own we have all. a but did you see have you seen our bullpen we have the best have bullpen you seen ours? Be, josh Hader. Brian Abreu, mm-hmm. Brian Presley, mm-hmm. uh, Montero. Mm-hmm. Solid. It's a solid. It's a solid it's lineup for the sure. Best in the league. Uh, I don't know. And we best. lost Hector Neris. Listen, it's a solid lineup. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think you just don't know ball, man. I think you don't realize. <laughs> though, I don't uh, think you. That's I think a you're, crazy. I think statement. you're forgetting the whooping that we gave y'all last season. You won in seven games. You didn't whoop us nothing. We went seven games, even with y'all. We had injuries. We were we were trying to string y'all along. We were trying to make that's y'all feel crazy. good. That's crazy. Purposely what losing happened game the seven, game though? What crazy. happened game seven? Okay, though? yeah, we 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 refused Locked. to win the game at home. Walked. We refused. Walked in a minute, oh, made. Yeah. Walked. Walked. Walked out. Walked. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your one season up, man, because. <laughs> 2024, Houston takes what's rightfully theirs. That's crazy. Considering that when y'all did take a trophy, the steroids are running rampant. I don't know, man. Commissioner says otherwise. Maybe you should just stop cheating. Just like those boys in Michigan. (laughs) Maybe you should just stop cheating, man. I don't know. But anyways, do you have any last-minute sleepers? I got I got the Cubs from the National League, and then I got the Twins Cubs? in the American League. The Cubs? I think the Cubs actually will will make some noise. They'll make some noise. You know, I I have a sleeper team. Y'all are probably going to, like, play me for this, but – Give it the Detroit Tigers. I think they can, like, not like a sleeper, like, where they can contend, but more so they'll make a, like, 
a jump, like maybe like a slight playoff push. No, they're good. They're yeah. they're on the come up for sure. They're young. Yeah. They yeah. got what's his face, Casey Mize mm-hmm. out there. They got AJ Hinch a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Miss him in Houston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a few other prospects. I'm forgetting other names. Yeah, but they have a good bullpen. Their first baseman's one of the best pl- young players in the league. So I think maybe this could be the season where they can make a playoff push because last season they Possibly. went 78 and 84. And the AL Central isn't a terribly competitive division. Besides yeah. Minnesota, you got Minnesota, you got Detroit, mm-hmm. you got Chicago, and not a lot of good teams. Yeah, so it's like it's very the ugly. Tigers if they can. It depends you know, on how it depends yeah. on how their young stars. Shape yeah, definitely up. not sleeper to stars, like where they can win anything like in the postseason, but just like sleeper in terms of like okay. It's yeah, not going to be an easy game going to Detroit. Their young stars are definitely going to have to – it depends on how well they step up. If their young stars step up, they'll definitely be a Maybe they can have a Detroit Lions kind of run. Look at the Texans this year, bro. No one thought the Texans were going to do anything. Yeah, I'll Stroud compare them. Like, right, they're I'm like, him. Yeah, I'll compare so them. They're like, the, they're like the Texans. It depends on how their stars shape up. But if their stars shape up and ball out, then they'll definitely be a force for sure. But just to wrap up the show, we're going to – take a look, quick look at Texas State. Honestly, softball and baseball are going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Softball did just take an L to Texas, however, but that's number two in the nation. And they only, lost 1-0. And they only one held zero. them to one run. Yeah. So, what do you have to say to that? I mean, obviously, that's it was a It was a beautiful game. It was a beautiful pitcher's duel. Our pitcher slung what she could. Their pitcher, Jessica Mullins, is Jessica a Mullins is a She's dog. a dog. She's a dog. She fought in there. She went uh, five Five or six innings. She went yeah. a majority of the game. She, yeah, she pretty much went the um, whole game. Actually, I think she went the whole game. I don't think Mullins did. The Texas starter did. She went all seven innings. Just it was a, it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful game. Beautiful yeah. game. Yeah, and and for us to hold the number two softball team in the, in the nation to, to one, one run, run, like at this point, rank us, rank the Bobcats. Because dude, that's I another statistic is that the Longhorns were averaging 10 runs a game before they got to us and they came here to San Marcus and only got one not on Jessica Mullins so I mean dad Jessica Mullins was like nothing this is not happening today mm-hmm. yeah this softball team standing on business they literally went into the tournament perfect term standing on business. Yeah, standing, standing on business, business. They're standing like, on business. In the tournament like the number the number one team you're scared was Ohio State mm-hmm. and no one predicted that we we're just going to do a clean slate sweep at all we defeated Ohio State, Utah Valley, Idaho State, Seton Hall, Arizona State. Just like having a clean slate like that in a tournament just gives your team like a morale boost. And Most definitely. Only losing my one score to Texas. I mean, like, come on, how, how are we like not ranked? I, I know for sure. I, hey, NCAA committee, yo, let's 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 at let's least, fix the, at least top twenty-five. Let's, top twenty-five. Come on, man. You can't. Uh, the record speaks for itself. The teams Fourteen played, and five. That record. That record speaks for itself. The teams we played speaks for itself. I mean, come on. And in, even look, the tournament that's coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. They got the got, Texas Tech tournament. You got Texas Tech. You got. They got. Uh, the tournament consists of UTEP. UTEP twice, twice. and New Mexico State twice, and then they have a three-game series at Penn State, and then uh, Sun Belt Conference play starts. So. so I mean, yeah, come on. Like, there's some decent teams. Mm-hmm. There's still decent teams. I think that'll be a clean sweep. And then to talk about baseball, too, they also have something coming up, too. They got the Astros. They, what's it called? The Astros Foundation College Classic. Minute Maid Park in Houston. They have Houston. They LSU. have number 15, Texas, and number three, LSU. Yep. We win one of those games against Texas and LSU. Rank the Bobcats. like Most definitely. I think baseball, however, they, baseball hasn't been on the as such a crazy start as softball. But oh, yeah, I do not sure. think by any means that they are weaker than them. No, I believe they are just as strong as a team. I think they are currently just struggling to start off. They're they're not starting as well as yeah. we would hope them to. But they're five I, but, and three right now. Yeah, and I feel like when they when they get into games, they kind of start slow, 
and they kind of like and they, you know they they play they play catch up too much and I feel like depends on depends on which game they just killed uh Prairie View A and M like they did just kill Prairie View yeah they I mean, killed them it's Prairie View I feel like yeah. when they play the biggest the bigger schools they just gotta find a solid identity yeah of like I, what they want to do and yeah. they did play number five TCU last week in a midweeker and yeah. lost by a single run yeah so and, and yeah. They same made way that, that softball yeah. just yeah they, they were neck and neck the whole game so in the same way that softball just lost to Texas one zero and then we lost to TCU by a single run like. That definitely means something. I it think shows we can like step up and hold our own. Yeah, like yeah, we're not going to go beat the best team in the league. That's but true. for an unranked Sunbelt team right now, our freshman Ryan Farber right now is batting yep. five fifty six through twenty seven at bats. Dog, that's like video game stuff. Right Obviously, okay. it's still early in the season, but through twenty seven at bats, to be batting five fifty six. That's insane. Like, then you know, I mean, yeah, that's just insane. I think baseball. Like I said, if they just on the bigger name schools, if they yeah. I think they if they just stop thinking about it so much and just get their identity going and get their get if they get the bat they get the hits running and they start off strong on the hits, the defense will follow through. Mm-hmm. So I think if they just decide to stop playing catch up, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and just to add on, just having the soft softball program and the baseball program progress like uh, progress like this. Yeah, Slam Marcus this, is in effect. This, this is good for Texas State athletics, like just as a whole. Like we're getting recognition yeah, this as is like Slam being Marcus. a considerate like program so like we can get prospects to come over here and we already have mlb prospects on our team so chase hey, mora we'll, yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll attract some prospects from like other schools and other classes mm-hmm. speaking of prospects we'll switch to basketball real quick women's basketball with a high school prospect that is dropped that just dropped 70 the other week she's a that monster like she i looked at i looked at some of her stats she's had like t- countless 20 plus games Count like 15, 30 plus games. She's had uh, a couple, eight, six or seven, 40 plus, a couple of 50s, uh, like a 60, and just, you know, as recently a, a 70 as a high school. Will Chamberlain numbers? And she's, and she's committed to Texas State oh, no, women's basketball, dog. so she's going to be a dog. But I will say that I think it's the ladies, it's time for them to look forward to next season. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah, sure. they will not be making the tournament this year. Um, I think that. They just struggled. I think the turnovers definitely hurt. I feel like the scoring output wasn't as big as we would hope it would be for them to beat some of these teams. And I think that they just need to look forward. They need to – I think the recruit will help. I think, And I think Coach Antoine would just need to recalibrate the team. Now, granted, they did lose a lot of seniority yeah. from last year. So, obviously, it wasn't going to be the same exact Bobcat team that we've seen. But I still think that they're a solid squad. I believe that, you know – well, obviously, I think I believe this is Tiffany Tullis's last year, so it would be sad to see her go. Even yeah. though she just hit a rebound mark, so solid. She was a solid player all around. She was a great defender, great rebounder. You know, yeah, just going off what you said, I think losing all those like seniors and graduates really took a toll on them. I think this season was more so like a dev- development year. Yeah, like most definitely. Where we're this at. was this was a gap. Yeah, this is definitely just a cruise year, just to see what the young what the young guys what the young girls can do. You know, and just. Obviously, build on that for the next. Yeah, and so next season, I think this will be the season where we're like, okay, what are we? This yeah, will be the season where we? we'll actually like see the Bobcats' identity. We need to see the the younger ladies step up and really take charge and see that that would build the identity. And to speak about the guys, they still have a chance to make this tournament. It's I winning mean, in, right? That's it's they have to win against Troy tomorrow and yeah. to to get their spot. They're currently sitting at eleven, I believe. They just need one yeah. game. It's just a it's a it's a tough game to go into. Troy's it is a, it is a tough 10. game to have to bank your tournament hopes on because Troy is a solid team. Yeah, Troy but that last really game good. against ULM, they had 18 assists. 
No, they were cooking against they, ULM. They, they actually, like, they they found the open guys. They didn't just lose the ball for careless takeovers. I will say that turnovers were low. They they did not. They were keeping. They yeah. were holding the ball. They were playing carefully with that the ball. That was the best ball I've seen them play arguably all season. So, yeah, I just think if they can just go into – they also have momentum. They're going off of a win streak right now. They have a huge win streak. So, they're, they're definitely kind One, of – two two-game win streak. They lost the last three prior to that in the Max Sunbelt Challenge. They went two, uh, three and two, it looks like. Detroit so would wrap it up so far. And then before that, they did uh, win their previous three of so State, Southern Miss, and Southern Alabama. So I'm saying. So, they, you know, the boys, they've, they've got a little win streak going. they got some morale going. They've, they've kind of yeah. – I think Coach Johnson, he's kind of like – all right, guys, this is this is it. Like this is this is this is make or break. He's in a make or break moment. Obviously, this isn't the record that they hope for, but this is also a similar outcome to. Or this is similar uh, circumstance from last year. Obviously, we saw the Bobcats didn't have the best record ever, and they still snuck into the playoffs somehow and almost won it and almost won it all. So, I mean, I believe that they can do it if they. I believe they just go into this game against Troy, believe not, not thinking that oh it's Troy and thinking that. This is another team that we can beat, and we should yeah, not be scared. Yeah, and they shown that they showed, uh, against App State, They've the shown. Num- number one team in yeah, the Sun Belt. App State was yeah tough team, and they yeah, won that. Yeah, so they yeah, so with that th- same mindset. Yeah, they they're it. capable of winning these big games. So it's all about their mindset heading to the game, and just like game planning and just film, just overall your prep before the game. That's what matters, and it'll make your breaker season. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, folks, that is our time today. I would like to say in the studio with me, I'm Roger Jackson. This is Caleb Wilborn, Jerry Castro, and Hunter Mancuso. We would thank you for tuning into this episode of Claws to the Wall, and we will see you guys again next week.